Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the lives they deserve. Because of this, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, one percent a day sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives to Amazon, Microsoft, Forbes Technology Council, Harvard, Goldman Sachs, Financial Times, and even a priest from the Vatican Church. Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Cor van Drieberge. Core is a brain and boxing trainer and coach who helps starting managers and young executives improve their resilience and leadership skills through martial arts. Core, how are you today? Hey, Abdulaziz, I'm doing really fine. Awesome to be in the show. And uh, thank, thank you for the invitation. You're welcome. I'm feeling very happy, very honored to have you here. And I will begin with this question which is a lot of people who need to spend a lot of time on their desks, whether executives, managers, IT professionals, or whatever. Over time, they train themselves to lose touch with their body and they are more inside their brains. How does that affect their brain and their mental health and their resilience and everything like that? Well, I, I think a lot of articles are, have, have been written about it, about the new uh, disease called sedentary life, uh, sitting down the whole day, at least eight hours a day or more. And one of the things that happened, we are actually still animals. We need to move. We need to be alive. We need to uh, jump around. And the things that that's are learning us is to sit still, do what is said, and watch to a screen, uh, look at the screen. And that's the only thing that we haven't been uh, taught by nature. This is something that we've been learned by uh, doing. And it actually affects us, our mental health very much, uh, especially the last uh, two years in the, during the COVID crisis. A lot of people actually became more depressed because they were sitting down all the time and they didn't know where it came from. And well, I can talk a lot more about how the brain and body connects but people were completely disconnected with their body because they sat down and the brain, yeah, it goes in overdrive in the simple sentence. Thank you. And to explore even more from your experience, is there something like a problem or an insight or something that over time you discovered about the people, the clients you help, that is something that maybe they didn't know, but you realize is a deeper problem causing many of their symptoms or it's a teaching that you try to remember to tell to everybody because it makes a big difference in their life. Well, one of the things of the Western world is that our brains, uh, we have, we've been learned to only work with our brains. 
if you look at different cultures uh, from that perspective, you uh, learn to move, you learn to listen to your body, you learn to listen to other things and only what is said. Um, uh, for example, uh, you and me both studied at Erasmus University, yeah, Abdul? Aziz, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And what we what I, what I found out is that um, we only learn to use our brains instead of, okay, the body helps, for example, already presenting better. While I'm talking, I'm actually moving my hands a lot so that I can really express myself into that uh, feeling of like, okay, yes, I really want to tell something. I'm really enthusiastic about it. But those things are not learned uh, and they need to be relearned, actually, because by nature we are moving beings. If we are enthusiastic, we use our body to express it first and then our brain gives the right words, give the right uh, thoughts to help you. But if you're not using your body, your brain will actually do the opposite. It will start thinking in bad terms because our brain is programmed mainly for the negative part. Thank you. That's really, really interesting. And, well, imagine one of the listeners is an executive or an IT person, and either they say, oh, I haven't moved like that for years, or I'm not a sports person, or I'm getting too old for, you know, capoeira <laughs> or whatever it is, and therefore I'm not so flexible. What would you tell them? Because they might think, okay, I love what you're saying, but you're telling me to do something that my body is not nimble and flexible to do. So <laughs> what's your response to this? Well, um, I, I really want the whole world to do capoeira. Uh, for who the people who don't know what it is, it's a, mar it's a martial arts. Some people say it's a fighting dance, but it has its origins in Africa, uh, brought to Brazil. I will, I will skip the whole story but because that will take a few hours. But what's important for, uh, from what I've learned from the capoeira perspective is that if you already can sit up, uh, sit down and stand up all, a few more times a day, you're already doing movements. If you use your shoulders a bit more, like uh, really what you would do by, uh, by nature, by stretching, if you look at animals, a simple stretch uh, every few minutes is really good for your, for your brain, for your body. And even, you know, there's some people who cannot sit still and they always say, yeah, you have to sit still. But actually that is one of the simplest movements why you can still be, be still seated. And keep on moving your toes, uh, feel that your body is alive. And that's the executive that is afraid to move or is not aware that he's not moving or she is moving to start using that. Make simple movements with your feet, wiggle your feet, turn, especially if you have this, this fancy desk chairs, you can definitely turn on your seat a few times uh, an, an hour and it will already make you feel more active and actually more efficient while doing your work because your brain will support that thank you this is really 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 valuable and then i will ask you because businesses and corporations first and foremost they need to care about their profit and they're you know including their executives in programs that help their minds, that help their bodies, that maybe they hire you in order to train and coach their executives. So for smaller businesses who don't do that, who might think, well, those hours could be wasted while my people should be working or whatever they're thinking, <laughs> what benefits do you see that are real and tangible and pragmatic to um, brain coaching and boxing training and capoeira and all that to businesses who could 
ha- add to their budget a budget specifically for such coaching and training? Well, it will cost their money if they don't let their employees move or even themselves. Uh, doesn't matter how big or small the company is, it will cost you money. For example, if you ask uh, uh, any uh, employee randomly, how many hours do you really, 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 really work? They will say, they will say, maybe I'm effective two, three hours during the whole day. And then they're often nine hours seated, staring at the screen, staring at their phones, being distracted by colleagues and all these things. So my advice to spend time on it, on movement, especially when you're a small team, you can actually use it as also a way to connect with you, with each other. Like, hey, let's do together. Let's let's do a short walk or let's get out of our seats. Even though you think it will cost some time, even a, even a break of 10 minutes every two hours or will already uh, help you improve in, pro- in productivity. And it can be from uh, from 10% to 56 to even 100 or 200% because you brought movement in the system because our brain needs to um, uh, rework what we've been doing. For example, if you've been sitting behind the screen, which is unnatural for one hour, our brain needs to uh, process this information and that takes time. And the best time to, to process information is to simply take a short break that's why I, I don't I don't promote smoking, but a lot of smokers who take their smoking break, yeah, I need to get ten minutes out of the behind the behind the behind my desk, and that definitely helps because because of that um, people are it, people are actually more effective, and they all, and other people are like yeah complaining yeah the smokers always take multiple breaks because they need to smoke, but if you ask really who is more productive, it would be the people who take regular breaks, so I would promote that in movement in just getting out of out of the chair and another tip on that taking a break is not going towards your mobile phone because that's another screen you'll be looking at and then your brain doesn't uh, relax actually i love that you're speaking about approaching about um i'm happy that you're speaking about taking breaks about productivity about all that stuff and so to make sure that we translate this into people's lives. Do you feel, what's your opinion about burning out? How can someone avoid it? And especially entrepreneurs who are worried about where the next money check will come. And therefore they feel the survival drive for them to um, do more, to prospect more, to spend more time working. But of course, they will risk burning out. What's your <laughs> advice to them in order for them to feel more okay and more accepting of taking breaks? Well, the the, the thing is first prioritize what you really want. For example, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm for example myself. I'm a sole entrepreneur, but I work with many people on different projects. For me, I decide. I, I need to care carefully decide what I'm going to put my attention towards to. For example, this interview is something that I really like. I like to share stories, but I cannot do it everywhere because if I would do it everywhere, my voice would have been gone by now. I need to train people because I need to, one of the the parts of my work is training people and speaking in front of people. So I need to be conscious where I put my energy in. But coming back to the burnout part, burnout is basically the two, two factors that need to be in place. You need to have a high sense of responsibility and the the feeling of control if you don't have uh, if, if you don't have both of them 
of if you have uh, if you lost your control, uh, your sense of control, and you have a high responsibility, then the chances of a burnout are way higher within people than when you don't have it. So what you need to learn to do is to let go of things. Uh, it's easily said than done. But for example, if you know, as a sole entrepreneur, I don't like to do my administration. I really dislike that because all the invoices, then you need to do the taxes and all these blah, blah. And what hel- what really helps help me is just to say like, hey, I download the program or I buy a program. And then I have some people that are uh, checking if I'm putting in everything correctly. So I don't have to worry about the technicalities. And that is a part of letting go. But also another form is stress. The real basic form of stress, like I have to do this, I have to do that. The way you talk to yourself already causes you like that you're going to uh, focus not on what's important. You're going to focus on the um, uh, minimal things that are actually taking most energy and have less impact unless on yourself because you're tiring yourself out. And again, take a break from it from yourself and actually get a coach, get somebody or get a friend that can tell you like, hey, you're focusing too much on the wrong things and get refocused all the time to let go of the burnout so that you can get your own sense of control back. Because if you have that back combined with with still the feeling of uh, less uh, responsibility, because of course you're responsible for your own business, but then you will take the pressure off and then you still can continue. I really, really love that. And yes, you mentioned it's important to get a coach or a friend or something like that. Let's say one of the listeners wants to interact with you to know what your services are, how does it work? So imagine that. What do you do? How does the the training work so that someone can imagine exactly the experience so it's not unknown and you know that when people face something unknown, there is a fear. And so clarity <laughs> is always helpful. Yeah, definitely. Good uh, thing, good question, by the way, uh, because it's, it is actually person-based what I do, uh, especially with the individual coaching. Uh, what I first do is a simple assessment, like what do you really need? And a lot of you are like, yeah, I don't feel like, uh, I, I feel something is off. I don't feel confident, uh, whatever is going on or there's something blocking in my head and I cannot move really. So I'm going to first assess that. That's the first step. And then I'm going to get people moving, like really moving um, uh, through martial arts, for example, boxing boxing and kickboxing is what I mainly use as um, a coaching tool. And then I'm going to let them teach them how they can assess their own bodies. And when they understand how their own body works, then... I can go to the connection of the brain because they exactly know how to tell stories. They can come up with excuses and the brain is so awesome in that. If you want to find out how smart people are, ask them about their excuses. And knowing that, combined with the body, if I if you use the body namely, your brain will not is not able to override it. And using that body, and that's what I'm going to teach them, they can overcome their thoughts. They can use, like, okay, my brain is now firing. I really need to do this. Oh, my shoulders get tensed. Okay, how can you cope with it? Okay, relax your shoulders. And the thought will go away, for real. And these simple things, it sounds simple because I've been doing it quite a while. But if you become aware that you are able to do that, that's what I help people with. 
and also to get really in touch with their, as you already mentioned, mind, body, and actually their spirit, because the spirit is like the fire that, of the engine, like it, it, it lights you up. I really love this, but I have to ask, because a lot of people speak about marketing, that selling improvement in this way where people don't have a disease or a problem already. It's very difficult because prevention, human beings always think, oh, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be all right, compared to if you're saving someone from a problem that already is happening to them. <laughs> so, uh, and the it will be like 0.1% or whatever of people who actually will be able to care. So how do you do it? Is it that online is attracting to you exceptional people who care about prevention or are you finding a way to communicate the value of this in a way that people can understand, although human beings really, they think, oh, it's not a big deal, I'll be okay, and therefore they procrastinate on improvement? Um, that's actually a quite a long question, but I will, I will try to make the answers as simple as, uh, as possible. Prevention is something that we always think of too late, but... The, the often people say, uh, actually, in a lot of uh, research, they say that the body is actually the first mind. It's it's quicker than your brain. For example, when it's cold, your body, your brain is not saying it's cold first. It's your body that's going to shiver, and you will get these signals. And the thing is that what we need to learn, and that's what I'm also sharing with people. Listen to your body. What is your body saying? Oh, I feel tensed. Okay, and then you are going to start asking questions. Okay, but how come do you think you're body stands oh yeah um when i think of work or when i think of family members or my partner or whatever is going on that will come out then and when they understand that the body is signaling that and that is something that i keep on keep on telling then the brain will can, can the brain is able to make a real connection we are actually the only beings that can think ourselves crazy because we can also do it the other way around if I want to say, I really want to feel happy, and you think yourself back to a time that, for example, when you were little, you were playing around with your nicest toy or with your best friends, then your body starts to relax. Your body will be in that mode, like, I want to move. I want to be happy. I want to jump around. So you can work it actually two ways. So for me, it's it's a, a, a thought, a something that, that keeps on going. I need to keep on training people on that. And for the marketing purposes, I don't want to market it as a marketing thing. It is something that needs to be ingrained. Like we have the uh, institution, like the institution of law, the same idea. I want to have that, that people are used, aware that they're not only their brains, but also their bodies. Their bodies are actually signaling faster than their brain. Thank you. Really, you're doing a great service for people, for the world. And you mentioned a lot about people tensing up or tensing their shoulders when they think about work. And I will ask you then, is it the stress that is in, in the work that they do that causes that? Is stress necessary to have in our lives? Or is it something that we could somehow even eliminate so we don't have to tense up uh, and need to relax each time and train our body so the cause disappears? Or do you recommend 
to more and more people to do what they love so that it's not work and therefore maybe they'll be more relaxed. What's your opinion on this? Do you think if people do what they love, it's hard to be successful? They have to do work that causes them stress and therefore uh, they have to learn through their body to let go because there is no other alternative or what's your opinion on this well my opinion is if in, if you do what you love you still can be stressed out can burn out and i've experienced by heart you mentioned a few a few times that i uh, about capoeira and one of the things i like about capoeira is teaching but there was a period that i've been teaching like for weeks 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 straight on for a few months and since we were in covid time and i've seen a lot of people I actually contracted COVID in a nasty way. I've ended up in the hospital with a long COVID and I had to recover from that. And I got a bonus. I got a, like a thrombosis in my in my leg and one in my lung. I got everything that, that, you know, as an outlier worked perfectly. So even if you do what you love, you can get stressed out. And stress has is good and it is bad. When you have when you don't have stress in your body at all, you're you don't have pressure, your body your blood will not flow through your body. So you'll basically die. If you are too stressed, your blood is pumping too hard, everything is going too hard, and then you will burn out. So you need to find a balance which which and, and discover for yourself which gives you good stress. So like happiness is a good stress. But if you don't if you do it too much and not sometimes taking a step back from it, then you need to relearn, okay what uh, takes the pressure off because always good things for example people who love to party five days a week they will burn out because their body gets stress of nice things but their body gets also exhausted of going out being in a bad sleeping condition um, probably also alcohol especially when you party a lot there's a chance that that you use alcohol or other substances which i totally not promote because i really dislike those kind of substances myself, but you will burn out even if you do. And, and the other way is the same. If you do something that's with it, without, within, not within your values, for example, a lot of people, uh, and they did research, between 70 to 80% of people are not in their place at their work. So they go already stressed to their work, but also the, the, the way to their work. For, for example, when they take the car, they go to traffic jam. They are exactly waiting. Okay, at that point, at that traffic stop, People are really shouting and arguing and almost make, uh, avoiding a, an accident and all these things. And then you need to start your work day. And that is something that gives you, especially when it builds up over time, it will break you. It will actually make you less effective. It will actually make you feel like, okay, I really want to <laughs> die. And what happens often on a Monday morning, um, and that's, a, that's a, a thing of Les Brown, what he always uses in his speech, a lot of people die on Monday morning. They have a heart attack because they don't want to go to work. They don't want to go to the same boss. But the other way, if you do too many happy things, you will die happy. But stress is in uh, stress needs to be balanced out, so to say. Thank you. This was a really important and psychologically insightful conversation. Thank you, Cor. And if people want to learn more about you, what are the best social media or websites or anything to do so? And I will write some in the description of this episode. Uh, for me, what really works most easy, uh, easily is uh, the LinkedIn. 
uh, where you can meet me. Uh, I have multiple Instagram pages, but if you search my name, Cor van Driebergen, you will get uh, my uh, Instagram page from Cor the Coach, which was my nickname when I started this uh, this adventure 10 years ago, exactly. So I hope you can Thank find you. me there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. I wish you a fantastic day. I wish you to keep elevating the world, helping people and helping the brains, the minds, and the bodies of all those clients who are lucky to have you. Thank you very much, Aziz. Mm -hmm.